Welcome to my podcast, sharing my homeschooling experience. I'm your host, Yasmin Hasnani, a homeschooling mum of three. I've created this podcast with the intention of inspiring and encouraging other homeschooling parents, those considering homeschooling, and anyone that's interested. So without further ado, As we progressed through our first term of homeschooling, I quickly realised that there was plenty more than curriculum and lesson planning to preparing and organising our homeschooling day. Since we had started homeschooling with the intention of sending the children back to the Montessori school the following September, I thought it may be best to stick with the school's timings as much as possible. Though I knew it does not take as many hours to homeschool as they spend in school, I found I needed four hours per day, five days per week to get everything done. I know the number of hours spent homeschooling varies considerably from one family to another. Um, Some families are able to do their day in two hours. And that's great, but I've never been able to cover everything we do in less than about four on average, though I have tried. So initially, we started with a schedule for six weeks on and one week off, but I found the sixth week would be heavy going. The children would be tired, so it would be hard work. Then also taking the whole week off seemed to slow them down a bit too much. So with a bit of tweaking of that part of the schedule, we found that the sweet spot for maintaining momentum and productivity was five weeks on. I also noticed that after three or four days off, they would be asking for activities. So, Five weeks on and three days off was the magic combination for our family. We would start our school day between 8.30 and 9am and finish around 2, 2 2.30 in the afternoon. That with a half hour break in the morning and an hour for lunch would give us the four hours of actual school time we needed. I also noticed that uh, I had to work a little bit to find the best time to take that morning break, which I found to be around an hour and a half to two hours into our morning. The children set the pace and we got into the flow. Christmas break came around and I started slowing the pace down. I was struggling with my eyesight again. The children loved being read to, and we'd been doing read aloud as part of our language arts. I had been using a magnifier um, in order to, to be able to do that for a few days. But then a day came when even with the use of that, I couldn't see the, pe- the words on the page anymore. I went to the TV 
and managed to find a narration of the book we were reading on YouTube. I explained to the children that I was having difficulty with my eyesight again and I couldn't see enough to read to them myself. So we were going to listen to the narration. They were disappointed. It wasn't the same as mummy reading to them, but nonetheless, they were accepting of the situation. My children had seen me go through far worse and they were understanding and patient. We continued at a holiday pace with the narration videos and the activities. Then around the new year, my eldest asked me if I would do read aloud again. So I plucked up the courage to pick up the book and look to see if I could see the words on the page. I was overjoyed to see them. Needless to say, we all enjoyed the read aloud and had a, a very fun filled day of activities. We all settled in for the night, happy, content and relieved that everything was back to normal. Little did we know this was a brief reprieve, just the calm before the storm. I woke the following morning to find myself in the dark. Thankfully, it was the weekend, so my husband was at home. We called the hospital and I had to go straight in for some emergency procedures. The next few weeks were back and forth to the hospital. My husband took compassionate leave from work to help me go, go and, and come from the hospital and to take care of the children. So other than just listening to their reading activities, there wasn't really a great deal I could do with them through the treatment and convalescence period. However, by the end of that period, I'd regained enough of my eyesight to be able to read again. After an almost total stop for about a month while all this had been going on, getting started up again was hard work as by this time, they were completely out of their homeschool routine. So I couldn't pick straight back up at the same pace. Much as I wanted to, I was conscious of the time we'd missed. So we just started with a few activities and we built it back up from there. At least I had learned about our magic combination of the five weeks on, three days off in the previous term and how well that had worked for us. But still, getting them back up to speed wasn't easy. It did take a week or two to get things moving really smoothly, but then we started having fun with it again. In Ontario, we have to do 36 weeks or 180 days of school to complete the school year. And though there is no requirement for record keeping in Ontario, I chose to keep a detailed daily written record of what we did with photos and occasional video clips just for my own reference. 
so I would have something to look back over to gauge their progress, keep track of what we'd covered, and how many days we'd done. I had done some research about lesson planning and record keeping and watched some videos on YouTube about homeschool scheduling and picked up some very handy hints and tips for different how-tos for building schedules and record keeping. I got the idea of using index cards to set out my schedule from a video by a lady called Sonia Schaefer. I was doing school Monday to Friday, so I wrote out the days of the week, each day on a separate card, then the subjects, one per, per index card, and if I was going to do, say, science two times a week, I would write science on two index cards, and so on, until I had the number of cards for the number of times I was going to do, teach each subject in the week. Then I laid out the cards with the days of the week in a row and then the subjects I wanted to teach on each of those days underneath it in a column. This allowed me to move things around until I was satisfied with the arrangement. I found this a good way to get a visual on how the week would balance out. I wrote out my lesson plan for the week as per the order of the subjects in each column for each day. However, I learnt to be flexible with my lesson plan in terms of its execution. For example, if I'd set out science for say Thursday and Friday, but the kids were really in the mood to do it on Tuesday and Wednesday. I could go with that. It meant a bit more prep on the weekend, but as long as I had everything ready to go by Monday morning, I could be flexible without the schedule being derailed. I did try to stick to the order I'd laid out for the week as much as possible and for the most part they would go along with it but there were occasions when they were just not in the mood for a particular subject and they really wanted to do something else so if it didn't if it didn't cause a problem in terms of the order that something needed to be learned in then we would swap the activity or lesson on the understanding that the one they are swapping out has to be done by the end of the week. And they were usually fine with that. They enjoy learning and I try to nurture that love of learning by creating a happy environment of respectful cooperation by showing them that degree of flexibility and going at their pace. However, like any kids, they have their moments too. Like when siblings are disagreeing or they're vying for my attention, etc, etc. And of course, there are those moments when my patience starts wearing thin and mummy needs a bit of quiet time.
So I step out for a few minutes and take a few long, deep breaths to regain my calmness and gather myself before going back in to restore equilibrium. With lesson planning and record keeping going hand in hand, I had to devise a method that would not make a mess of my lesson plans because of the flexibility that I was allowing for. I decided to do reverse record keeping, that is, that I would write the record of each thing that we did after we'd done it and just tick it off on the lesson plan. So effectively, the lesson plan was used like a reference and a checklist and the record keeping was a detailed daily report of everything we'd done. All of which I kept in a three inch binder with photos and a reading log. As we got further into our homeschooling year, I was continuing with my research and learning more about what I was realizing to be a whole new lifestyle. I was also learning more about the importance of self-care. And as mums, all too often, the last person we give any care to is ourselves. I was listening to someone talking about this on a video and she said words to the effect that we spend our days pouring ourselves into our children. It is also important that we fill our own cups, that we may remain able to continue to fill theirs. And about how she would get up at 5am and she shared her morning routine. Well, I knew how much I'd come to, to value my downtime which was generally in the evening after I'd got the kids off to bed. But I was generally pretty tired by then. I was generally up about an hour before the kids, but that was mainly for getting a few things done before they got up. It wasn't really with the intention of having me time as such. I've never really been a mornings person. But what she'd said about the importance of filling one's own cup in order to remain able to keep filling theirs resonated with me. So I thought I'd give it a try. But I knew that I couldn't just start getting up at five o'clock in the morning um, and sustain that for any considerable length of time. I was usually up around six 6.30, depending on how many times I hit the snooze button. So I started setting the alarm for 15 minutes earlier than normal until I got used to getting up at that slightly earlier time and then setting it for earlier than that to gradually wean myself onto getting that early start. I got to a stage where I was getting up fairly regularly at about 5.30 and had come to enjoy that quietude in the morning when the kids were all still asleep. 
I'd get showered and dressed and do some meditative prayer. One of my cousins gifted me a beautiful notebook and encouraged me to write whatever I wanted in it. I appreciated her loving gift. So I went and got it out and decided to use it to keep a gratitude journal, which I would write in every morning while enjoying a good cup of coffee. Writing a gratitude journal sets me up for the day. I think about all the good things in my life that I am thankful for and the good feelings that those thoughts bring. Making the effort to make that golden morning time is worth its weight in gold for me. I found it helped me a great deal in enabling me to keep going to reach and complete that 180th day of homeschooling, which I am very pleased to say that we did complete on July 24th this year, 2021. The children had worked really hard and we had taken breaks whenever we had needed them. So they deserved a celebration, which we had with cakes and balloons and streamers and lots of garden fun. I was almost burnt out, but reaching that finish line just felt so good. We took the month of August off for a well-earned rest. Reading to mum had become part of their daily diet and they had grown to love books. So even through the holidays, they would come up to me every so often with a book and sit and read to me, which was, which was rewarding. This time last year, they had started reading Bob books and now they were reading Beatrix Potter. September was coming and it was going to be a big year this year because the twins were going to be starting grade one and their big brother was going to be starting grade two. We had grown to love homeschooling, but we loved the Montessori school too. We thought about it and we wanted the children to have the best of both worlds. So we decided to put them back into the Montessori on a part-time basis. So the twins would attend one day a week and so would our eldest, but they would attend on different days. So the twins would go on one day and our eldest would be at home for one-on-one -on -one time. And then on the day that he would attend, the twins would be at home and we'd do four days homeschooling. It meant a bit of adjusting for the homeschool schedule um, because I had to condense the 20 hours that I had spread over five days into four days. Uh, but it, was, it wasn't too difficult to do. I just added on half an hour at either end of, of each day. So we'd start half, half an hour earlier and finish half an hour later. And we did our week Sunday to Wednesday, which actually worked really well because we all liked it. The children liked it and I did too. It, it somehow made the week seem shorter. Doing things this way seems to be giving a broader scope of 
of benefits to the children. By attending the school, they're getting to be a part of their friends' cohort. They get to be a part of the school's wonderful educational environment. They get to participate in the school's activities. And they also have the benefits of homeschooling, as well as independent time from each other when, say, one's at school and the other two are at home or vice versa. And also, they're getting an opportunity for more quality time and one-on-one -on -one time at home with me. Join me for more in the next episode of Sharing My Homeschooling Experience. Until then, I wish you a joyful heart and a peaceful mind. Thank you for listening. Thank you.